What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To the 191st episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend Wink. And I think Wink has a guest. I have a guest and co-host here. Um, it it keeps crying and will not leave people alone. This is Simba. This is the newest uh, newest member of the Wink household. Um cute little guy that keeps crying and is extremely extremely ornery and uh very curious about beagle squadron and keeps um <laughs> how those two getting along they're they're all getting along really good actually um well that's good he, so we have uh like basically from one side of the house which is like the kitchen and two bedrooms to the other side of the house that's the living room we have two doorways basically and we have um we have gates there to block off so the beagles have one side of the house with doggy doors they go in and out so the other side of the house is the side the cat's been staying on and um it's figured out it can go through the gate so it's been exploring over onto beagle squadron side on the the beagle squadron side (laughs) yeah it's very curious about the beagles they're getting used to each other um but it's a work in progress it likes Uh, my shoulder too yeah is that the perch that is the perch yeah (laughs) At least it likes people. That's a good sign. <laughs> yes, it was. It, it was shy at first, but not anymore. That's long gone. So <laughs> awesome. Gotcha. Well, uh, first up on the beginning of the show, things we wanted to talk about for everyone out there that listens to this show on Spotify. We know the last two episodes have had problems. Um, we know what the issue is as well. The first couple uploads or the first upload on the second to last show and then the first upload on the last show were wrong and we had to re-upload. And so for whatever reason, Spotify downloads our episodes from our host onto their own servers and doesn't keep rechecking for new files. So Spotify has the old original files and did not update itself to the new ones. So we... I am in a long email chain with Spotify's uh, help to get those two fixed. Uh, Wink knows that that's what the issue is for the what happened with those, so hope, hopefully we'll be able to get it uh, on there good the first time now that we know that that's such a problem for some reason with Spotify. But anyways, for yeah. everyone that listens on Spotify, there was a, 
It's good to know. We know how to fix it, and uh, we'll take care of that for you guys. So, and I'll pay more attention uh, when uploading the files and double-check the file name before I upload it. So, yeah. <laughs> Easy to prevent. Sounds. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, uh, yeah. You got something you wanted to say? Yeah, man. It's it's madness out there in the world. Um, you know, there's... We're just briefly going to touch this because, you know, it's absurd, but there's so many people. We can have a whole podcast on it. Yeah. Well, there's so many people losing their jobs and, you know, just not being able to work. Um, So we want to give a big thanks and shout out to all you healthcare workers out there and everybody that's still working and keeping the world going. And our condolences to everybody that's struggling through this. Um, You know, it's pretty tough times and you know hopefully hopefully we can help take your mind off of that a little bit and um you know um i I don't i don't know what else we can do but if you need help you know always reach out to somebody um tough tough times for everyone but um thoughts and prayers to everyone out there who is struggling as well yeah no doubt all those people I just can't. I've seen some videos of uh, the nurses and the doctors who are all out there wearing face masks for 18 hours or not 18 hours, 12 hours a day on their shifts, you know, yeah. with the and then they got the marks everywhere. I mean, there's just everyone's doing their best through this. So it's everyone out there. We're thinking about you and we thanks to everyone that's still out there making the world work while we're going through this and all the economy stuff. So. Appreciate all of you, and I hope you're all doing well. And if you are getting sick, that you all get better very soon. So, yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention this because I was on StarWars.com earlier today, and I saw a new story. I don't, I don't, I don't know the date. Let me uh, bring it up real quick. Actually, I'll bring it up here in a second. I want to see. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I think we did. There's a new thing coming out this year called Star Wars High Republic. Now. If you haven't heard of it, there might be a reason for that. It is actually a book um, campaign. Basically, they got a bunch of really good Star Wars writers together, a bunch of ones that wrote a lot of the Legends books uh, together to work on a new time period of Star Wars and basically building the lore of that. And uh, it's going to be... It's going to actually be canon, unlike Legends is now... Um, so you got a whole new world that's opening up, a whole bunch of books that are about to start popping up for this High Republic. It's it's the perfect time to get in on the bottom floor of new Star Wars stuff, and I'm super excited for it. If you didn't know what it is, it's set 200 years before Phantom Menace wow. at the zenith of Galactic Republic and Jedi Order. So really cool sounding time period, actually the exact type of time period that I'm interested in because I really, really love the Jedi order uh, stuff. That's the part of the sequel. I really liked is the way that they worked the Jedi order and uh, going out on missions in the clone wars cartoons, all those where they send out the Jedis to, you know, do the, their work really cool. Really looking forward to this book or this campaign. But if you didn't see on starwars.com right now, I can bring it up just so you get a, a little taste there is a story inside Star Wars The High Republic, Meet the Jedi Knights and the Masters. If you scroll down through this, read all through it, it lists a bunch of the uh, 
the main new Jedi that are going to be in this book series. So if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend going and checking that out and get excited for this because it's new Star Wars and it's, there's nothing to it yet. It's all going to be brand new. So looking forward to that. Heck yeah, that'll be pretty exciting. That's uh, I think we mentioned that when they announced it a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, that sounds like it'll be pretty exciting. Can't wait. Yep, no doubt. All right, let's do this. Hey guys, what did you do in Sloga this week? Well... Um, one thing I did this week is got on Reddit. Um, always a great idea. I never regret it. Um, mm-hmm. I was surprised. I'm super surprised that um, that so many people think Ahsoka Tano is better than R2 on a Padme team. Where do you fall on that? Okay, they think who's better than Ahsoka Tano? I think R2 is better than Ahsoka. Apparently, everyone else thinks Ahsoka is better than R2. I fall on the Ahsoka side. Why? Why? Because of the dispel on basic? Because of the massive special that can one-shot people? Yeah. And I don't just don't feel like they need the stats that much. From R2. Besides that, what else does he bring besides maybe stuns? Yeah. And Scorch or whatever. Burn. Yeah, but yeah. so many people can... <laughs> Stun is only good if they're not dis- or cleansing it all the time. And a lot of these teams cleanse themselves, so it's, the stun yeah. really doesn't even last until they take a turn. Yeah. I think R2 is so much better than Ahsoka. Now... I do think it's different in Grand Arena when, you know, you can only use each character once. you got to find somewhere to put R2, and he's just unbelievable. I mean, he takes so many teams up to, like, God tier, you know, whether it's Rebels, um, uh, Resistance, uh, the team I'm talking about, Padme. He's amazing on all of them, and ah- Ahsoka's really only good on maybe two teams really it's one team that she's really good on so i mean Markman isn't where she necessarily gets used i just think like if you're building like the best padme team you can have r2 has to be on there i mean it's just uh, i think he's that good especially in Who, um, okay so what's the team because you can put r2 to in that team you could i mean in Who my opinion i don't padme, even bother with Padme, Anakin, Kenobi, those three are locked in. You almost have to have them. Like Yeah, uh, and then Ahsoka Tano R2. That's how I would run it if I wanted to put R2 in. I wouldn't take out Ahsoka for C3PO. Really? I don't even run C3PO with the Galactic Republic. Yeah, I like C3PO better than Ahsoka Tano also. See, I like him much better with the Rebels. It, now, it makes him that much more deadly. If we're talking about fighting other Padme teams, I definitely think Ahsoka is key. But against everything else, eh, I don't know. She's she's fine against gas, but rather have R2. Um, she's... See, I never run her in the arena, and I don't use that as my... I've never got that counter to work for me, so I don't yep. worry about fighting Darth Revan's. 
with them. Yeah, my pretty much I my mean, only Darth Revan counter is GG. <laughs> my my only Darth Revan counter is Padme. Which sucks because it Padme, pulls apart. So, because it pretty guess, much pulls apart uh, it, my RJT team because you use uh, BB-8 yeah, in there. That's true. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Um, no. But yeah, but I'd rather pull RJT apart than than not beat Darth Revan. You know what I mean? Because well, yeah, still usually clear without RJT yep. on offense, but she's there if I need her. So that's fair. Um, but anyway, I was just kind of surprised to see that because I know people like Ahsoka, but I mean, R2 so freaking good. I I was I was taken aback. But anyway, um. <laughs> And then you weren't surprised that I was on the opposite side of you, probably. I definitely was not surprised about that. That <laughs> I completely and totally expected. Um, so, as far as farming and stuff, uh, Sith Trooper, 86 out of 100 and 88 out of 100 on Hux. I have got their gear all ready to go. Um, as soon as I finish them, probably Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Um, I'm doing 10 attempts a day on both of them. Figure, you know, if I'm getting three shards a day, you know, I'm looking at four to five days from now, which is today's on Friday. So, yeah, Wednesday is probably fair. And I think the the finalizer event returns on Wednesday. Um, So I may do 50 crystal refreshes on their nodes then if I need to. But like I said last week, I've kind of cut down on those because it basically saves me 100 crystals a day and getting them finished now doesn't benefit me at all. So I'd rather have that extra, you know, six, seven hundred crystals to spend on gear that I needed for Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. And um, as far as gear farming, I've been farming like crazy. I'm spending all of my get two. I am spending everything to get Kairos as quick as I can and spending crystals to get my stun guns because stun guns are, of course, 1300 in the shipment store. Kairos are 1400. You should buy the cheaper one. Almost convinced that I hate farming stun guns more than Kairos. I agree. Well, there's so many more places to get Kairos. I mean, they show up. They're always there for Get2. They're always there for Grand Arena currency. Um, Stun guns, it's either a shard shop, the Get store for Get1, which they don't show up there very often, or farming... Or the uh, regular shipment. That's it. I mean, there's no other place to get stun guns other than like an assault battle, which I got eight. I got eight stun guns on this last assault battle. Uh, whatever tier that was, that was pretty awesome. That was a good day. But um, nice. Yeah, they're they're frustrating as hell to get. Um, so I am getting close on most of the gear, and I think the on the eighth, whenever I get the finalizer, I will have everything finished that day. Um, I think. You know, it'll probably take me a couple days to unlock Kylo. And by that point, I should have all of his gear ready. Because after I take Hux and Sith Trooper to gear 13, I will have... At this point, I'm basically at 220 uh, of one of the Kairos and 190 on the other one. But we have a territory battle ending... Which will give me 30-something, plus the currency that I can buy with. We have another assault battle next week. So, I'm in a pretty good spot to pretty much be ready to at least get into gear 11, gear 12. Um, 
and then as far as Gear 12 will ma- mainly be his finisher that I'll be waiting on, I think. So uh, I'm pretty pumped. But that's that's pretty much my whole week, man. I, I have done not a whole hell of a lot else. <laughs> Makes sense. Sounds like a pretty normal week to me. Lately, yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't have anything super exciting to say about my week, hmm. but I'm still going to say it anyway. All right. <laughs> I uh, So I, that strategy I decided on last week actually ended up working out. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I was like, I should just stop farming the other things until I've gotten two, three, two refreshes on Kylo Ren's shuttle to make sure I get that before uh, April 7th. And today, just this morning, I got the last of the 30 shards I needed for Kylo Ren's shuttle. Nice. So come the 7th, I will be working. I'll unlock Finalizer to four stars and hopefully start uh, with a refresh and working my way to that five-star Finalizer. Um, it kind of sucks. Had I known or realized or thought about this before the podcast and talking myself into it last week, I did not realize that the Finalizer event was like two or three days after the podcast last week so if i had just started this a week earlier i'd already be two events in instead of one so that kind of sucked but it's good now that i have the the uh it's good now that i have the finalizer or not the finalizer kylo shuttle and uh, i'll be well on my way to getting that that capital ship so that was a good thing uh gas surprisingly was not that hard to continue to gear up this week, I'm all at the point where I would need, I need two Cairo, two Chirotech salvage. So I'm at 98, and then I need the uh, the finisher pieces to get him to gear 13. And I've been working on the signal data, and I think I have enough to go straight to Relic Seven now. So that's pretty much been my week. Is working on gas, trying to finish him off, not even worrying about first order this week beyond farming shards and uh what comes with gas is the fact we're coming you talk about talking about gas and use that in a <laughs> sentence it always sounds hilarious uh what comes with a seven star anakin is uh the use in raids right and use in territory battles i haven't had a territory battle used yet but i did try out him in phase two of the sith raid this week uh that was pretty fun I think I could, my score probably wasn't great, but I did about 36% damage. Not really knowing what to do with him in there. So yeah. I'd say that first run, not too shabby, but I know that he can do, I don't know what, I asked before the raid what what uh, phase he was best in, but I got a mixed bag of, he's good in the first and second and then the third. So I just tried him in the second. So Yeah. Nice. Which one do you use him in? Um, it kind of depends. Uh, been kind of using him in phase three. Um, I generally go RJT P1, uh, Jedi Revan P2, him P3, and then Night Sisters in P4. Um, I've been so close to soloing, uh, completely clearing phase three, which if I did clear it, I'm pretty certain I would have cleared phase four, but just that close just never never quite actually made it but uh not not something i was particularly worried about 
never put that much effort into trying to get get that team to like solo the raid. I just I don't have that much interest in it, honestly. Mm. Time, always time. Yeah, I did. I I did have fun. Uh, um, I think it was a raid this week. I ran my Wampa team again, and that was fun as hell. I really like that team. In phase two. Okay, I was thinking. Uh, you know what team I used to really love was the CLS uh, BB8 Wampa Akbar team for Heroic AT, where you could sim from phase two oh, to the end. Yeah, yeah. That was always a super fun, fun team. Nice. Oh. Yeah, that was good times. Uh, on my alt, I finished an annoying quest finally. Uh, shout out to Z Splash for hooking this up. There were a lot of us that have these random quests that require certain positions in the heroic pit raid or even just doing the pit raid that you cannot complete when you sim the raid like we have been for eight months. Wait, what? So there are quests that require you to get first oh, place in the, in gotcha. the pit raid. Okay. Or for my case, I have had a quest, a beginning quest that came out with quests sitting in my quests up until today and that was to to do four attempts in the heroic pit raid that's all it was i literally he set it up so that it wasn't a uh, a sim i took c3po in there four times and i was done <laughs> so that quest that's been sitting there is finally gone hell I yeah my 15 crystals and i've moved nice. on with my nice <laughs> hell yeah took long enough Good update, though. I, I tell you what, I am five territory wins from getting my Fulcrum title, and I don't think I will ever take that off of that account. Nice. That took forever and was really annoying to get. So, <laughs> uh, I wish there imagine. was... I wonder, does Swaka have a like title thing where it tells you how many people have what titles? No, Not that I'm aware so. of. Yeah. They have that they have that for Destiny, which is really cool because it tells you what titles are the most like hard to get. I'm curious I would be curious how many people in the game have actually worked their way through many of the titles. Like you have what, the Jedi Master title from uh, doing those quests? Yeah, beat all those. Yeah. Yeah, so I would curious I would be curious to see how many people actually have finished that. How many people have finished Fulcrum? They got a Sith one. There's a bounty hunter one. I'm just curious what those numbers would look like. Cause I know a lot of people just don't give a crap about that stuff. The rewards aren't great. And you get at this point, we're earning titles like uh once a week, it seems like. So yeah, I don't know. It just seems that the, I'm curious what the most uh, uncommon titles in the game are. That'd be interesting to know. Well, I sure the most uncommon <laughs> one is uh, the ones that are tied to light side territory battles, but yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there are some of those that people don't even have. I, I thought you were going to go to the uh, the one about the person who unlocked Malik without Basila Sean. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> that one's pretty rare, I'd say. Yeah, that's probably so. Um, all right. Well, do, you have any, do you have anything else? Poe Dameron just finishing up his uh, gear 12 finishers and he'll be gear 13, which leaves only one resistance not at gear 13 and that'll be a resistance pilot so i pretty much have all of them gear 13 i just do not have signal data but the good news is i did unlock ebonhawk this week so 
I only need three more stars to finish that off and finally start farming that signal data. But yeah, good Very times. Very nice. Yep. All right. Well, um, couple things we would like to mention real quick. Uh, I know everybody is doing their shopping online. Um, if you're buying anything off of Amazon, which I'm sure you are and I highly recommend, uh, do us a favor. Go shadowor.com and go down, click that Amazon link before you buy stuff. Um, it would help us out. We would greatly appreciate it. And also, I would like to recommend that you guys go to audibletrial.com slash shattered order. Link will be in the show notes, but you can go get a free audiobook. Like right now, when you don't have anything to do, great time. Check out an audiobook. Um, I listened to a great audiobook this week that I kind of want to tell you guys about. Um, kind of related to all this stuff that's kind of been going on. And also, if you're a podcast fan, uh, Dan, have you listened to Hardcore History? Uh, I think I've listened to it once when you recommended it. It is unbelievable. If you like history at all, I highly recommend it. Dan Carlin is an unbelievable storyteller, but he had a book that came out that he read um, and wrote uh, called The End is Always Near, just kind of talking about, you know, these uh, these kind of black swan events throughout human history, uh, kind of like what we're dealing with now, um, you know, plagues and you know kind of the nuclear arms race and all that sort of stuff in there and it's it's actually really interesting asks a lot of really interesting questions interesting perspectives um i'd highly recommend you guys go check out that or even a star wars audiobook there are a ton of them on there um i'll be curious to see if any of this high republic stuff gets out on audible given that it's book stuff what well, do you I just moved what did you say sorry uh, you cut out there for a second no, I find that surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um uh oh uh I'm really hoping that some of this High Republic stuff ends up on Audible. Uh they've been pretty good about putting I, that stuff out, so I'm pretty positive it is going to be and I, I go check out that Audible link that we have for you guys. Get your free uh your free trial on there. I for sure I've never Actually, I have one, but I don't remember what account it was. So I'm about to start a new one because I want to have it ready to download that first High Republic book. And apparently it comes out in August this year. It would be coming out when they have Star Wars Celebration, which is August. Uh, But who knows if Celebration's going to happen. We'll see. But Joker actually says they're already available for pre-order on Audible. Awesome. Then I'm going to have to go do that tonight just to be ready because I am really looking forward to those books and starting. I mean, it's, it's the, it's one of the first opportunities I feel like where I have the, the opportunity to start at the beginning of an era of books. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm looking forward to that days until fiber. That's the question. You know, it's funny yeah. is that he wasn't he didn't it's cut a, out a single time until I moved the Skype window and then suddenly uh, he keeps It could uh, be you then is what you're saying. <laughs> could yeah, be you. It might be. I mean, <laughs> we can use me moving a single window on my Windows screen as the reason I was the catalyst. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. Well, let's um move along unless you got something else to say. I don't. Let's do it. 
this update is Young Padawans. All right. Um, apparently, StarWars.com announced that there's going to be a special limited time in-game events from April 9th to 15th. This is something that CG said they were going to do for everyone just being locked in their house, going to try to put out some events. And apparently, that's going to be happening at the end of next week. Um, what are you Let me expecting? see if I can find this. This is... You know, honestly, I have no idea because this is the weird part. Why are you letting StarWars.com be the person that announces anything for you in-game? Well, well, they're this also the ones this, that announced... they be on top of this themselves? Well, they... StarWars.com announced when the, um, the Kylo event and the Ray event were going to start. Like, that... You know, that originally came I from there. I believe it. So. And I think I remember hearing that. It's just weird to me that... Why are they not putting anything out? Why is this being found out on scouring the StarWars.com website. All right, so if you've been keeping up with the community, there's been a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, You know, as far as channels going down and some job postings at CG, a bunch of, you know, questions about what's going on there. I'd like to... uh, I'd like to shed some light on some of the videos that were put out about that this week. Those jobs okay. have been posted since 2019. Okay. None of this that, is about Galactic Legends. That's so what I was going to ask. So any inference that it is is ridiculous. That's just what I was going to ask. Hyperbole for the sake you know. of hyperbole. That stuff has been there. Okay. It's not Galactic Legends that caused this. So but, whatever did cause it, I don't know. But it is there, and that is true. But it wasn't Galactic Legends. But it does seem like there is something going on. Um, you know, whether it's a, a new a new perspective they're trying to have with the community or something, I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully all this quarantine stuff allows them to sit back and take a chance at, you know... To look at the community and their relationship with the community and all that sort of stuff because we don't get anything from them anymore. I mean, it's it's basically dead silent, uh, you know, from them to the community almost entirely. And it'd be great if there would be a reboot to, you know, with the management there as far as public relations because... Um, Public relations has slowly died out ever since um, Carrie left. So I would, you know... I I almost feel bad for Crumb because I feel like Crumb, when he had the green light to talk about things, did a fine... was doing okay. I feel like this isn't on him so much as a community manager. I feel like the community manager can only do what they're, he's allowed to do. And I bet there is a, true. some kind of gag order going on right now because why in the world wouldn't you be saying anything? Especially yeah. with all of the talk going on. Yep. You know, there is a way to... Man, there are so many good community managers in the games that I play. Uh, from, from Deej in Destiny 2... Great uh, A damage in Destiny 2. Great. I mean, there's some... Uh, Apex Apex Legends has some really good ones. I mean, these people are constantly out there talking. They're on Twitter talking. And they, no matter how bad the salt is, 
they're still talking and they're talking well without getting mad despite the things being thrown their way. I mean, it just makes no sense that the community manager isn't talking unless someone's telling them not to talk. So, I, I totally I agree. It, I mean, it seems like a management thing. Uh, you know, it's it starts at the top. And, you know, I feel bad for, you know, some of the guys that we've had communication with and are familiar with that do genuinely seem to care about the community and all that stuff. When your hands get tied, whether it's no matter what it is, you know, it's kind of hard to do much with it. And um, hopefully things change. And, you know, they said that we're going to be having a road ahead this month to talk about kind of where the game's going and hopefully some new content. Um, so we'll anxiously be awaiting that and, of course, covering that whenever it comes out. But uh, who knows when that's going to be. So fingers crossed. We'll see. I can't... I would be okay if April 9th through 13th, they did like what they did during, what was it, the their fourth anniversary or was it Christmas time where they just played the events? Yeah, give us all day. the assault battles. Like, give them all the assault battles from the 9th to, to the 13th. Every event. That'd be yeah. totally fine. Hell and if yeah. I had to guess, that's what I would guess it is because that's what they have ready and lined up to go already I agree. built. I agree. So if I had to guess, that's what I think it will be. If it were something other than that, Awesome. I'm still fine with the assault battles because we got the new tiers, and that's five straight days of really good loot. So yeah. either way, I'm okay with it. But that's my guess is is they'll do something similar to like they did then. Yep. So agreed. Um all right. Let's talk about these Galactic Legend characters. There's been a lot of stuff coming out about them this week. Um it looks like Hux is broken. Uh, Supreme Leader Kylo can solo the Heroic Sith Raid with Hux lead with counterattacks without full First Order team, which is part of the requirements of him to get dominance, which then allows you know that team to basically work. How do you think they're going to end up handling this? Uh, <laughs> that's, they have to fix that leadership if it's completely broken. Do, How are they going to handle... The, there's yes. been broken Unless they stuff the wording that they've just not fixed before. Is it only, But it's not just the raid it's broken in. It's in the game. So unless they are change the wording on Hux's uh, leadership ability, they're going to fix the leadership ability now as far as the raid goes if there's a new raid coming i don't think they care that it's soloing the raid yeah i don't think that's an issue for them the fact that it's broken completely in all game modes is what makes me think that they would fix it yeah. so if they don't fix it then they would reword it to make it <laughs> they'd they'd make the bug a feature a lot like they have with gas and that counter before mm -hmm. he sits down so I don't think the raid plays into it at all. I think the fact that it's broken in general plays into it. And yeah. so they're either going to fix it or they're going to change the wording. We'll see which one they do. Yeah. And it makes like it maybe one of those things just like gas. It's too much work to fix. So just change the wording. Although I'd be kind of, kind of surprised. Um, 
although I've never understood why that's in there. I mean, just because the the benefits from dominance, you know, according to the wording, only work for first order characters anyway. I mean, why not? You know, I've never understood why it had to be a full first order team theoretically for that to work anyway. But um, well, isn't it tied? Aren't the isn't the wording tied in? No, that's on as unique, huh? Not as a the yeah the unique, unique thing is unique. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, so, that was the issue originally, and that was um. Well, I was gonna yeah, say the full first order team thing might be tied into the turn meter thing if it's in his leader, but is turn meter things in the unique correct and the leader? So, right, the, there's two ways they could go with that leadership. We'll yeah. see. But yeah, uh, full solo on uh, heroic Sith raid, which is pretty crazy for uh, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. I, I mean. What was the damage like? One hundred ninety-nine million or something like that. Uh, I think it was a hundred and twenty or a hundred and eleven. I think was the total amount. Yeah, because I seen two pictures. I seen one that wasn't a full solo, and then I saw right. a full solo. There was one that I think was like ninety something, and then there was the one that was the full solo. That I think is a hundred and eleven. Um, and I mean, I remember like a week ago, two weeks ago. People were saying... <laughs> we were talking um, about this before the show. <laughs> people were talking about how, oh, you know, Ray is definitely the better character. I've been saying this whole time that not totally convinced. I, um, I'm not going to write either one off as the better character, but I think I the agree. fact that everybody went off on Kylo and wrote him yep. off and kept talking about how... Oh, you went. I went after Kylo, but raised a better character after one week. I mean, honestly, we went over the kits two weeks yep. ago, and we both said that Ray looked like the fast offense character, and Kylo looked like the long game character. And look what he's done. I mean, obviously under a broken leader, but look what he's done in the Rogue Sith raid. There are videos already out. Oh, you're, the people are reporting about Kylo in the arena. Imagine Kylo and Watt. Yeah. Kylo and Watt soloing everything on auto. Except for gas, you know, there it's it's constant well, and every time predictable overreaction on these characters yep. and their kits. Everyone 100%. just assumes something and then goes with it. But Kylo looks awesome. We talked about what Siphon can do, and we've seen it now in 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 action. I mean, it's he's a good character. Like he's good. Yeah, I, I think and that ter- having him in a territory battle is oh. going to be great. Hell yeah! That um, long drawn out battle, then you got your your raids yeah. with him. I mean, it'll be nice. He might be the better overall PVE. He might be the better PVE character, no doubt, and still give a run in the arena. I think so. he's the better character overall, personally. Um, for me, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of Siphon in action. I, t- I mean, that's the thing I've been saying that people are highly overlooking with Kylo is Siphon, the the way he steals the stats and gains the stats. It's it has a massive effect on the character, and especially because we're talking about changing base stats. Um, you know, and the way the game works is you have your base stats that then get multiplied by your mods that then get multiplied by your uniques. So whenever you're talking about a mastery stat changing and you have a change to damage, 
your damage will then get multiplied by your offense mods, whether it's offense set, offense primaries, whatever. And then, you know, if there's any unique changes. Same with health. Um, you know, if he gets a mastery change due to health and he's relic seven, he gets the change on his base that then gets multiplied by his mods that then gets multiplied by that unique that gives him like 70% if he's relic seven. I mean, these the numbers get pretty crazy pretty quick. And you can see in a lot of these videos, I think Dark Omega, I think so it was, um, had a really good vid video on Kylo. I can't remember who it was that had the video of Kylo and Watt soloing teams in Arena. Um, but, you know, the stat stacking on there is freaking ridiculous. You, you see the amount of damage that Kylo takes and you see how much his health bar moves. It's pretty damned ridiculous. Um... He's an unbelievably good character, and I couldn't be more excited that he's, that he's the one I'm going to be getting. But um, uh, so, so where do you fall? If you absolutely had to pick one, like if right now you had all the gear ready to gear up all the characters, well, to either gear up all the resistance or all the first order, you had to pick one path, which one would you choose given everything that we know now? Okay, so... Let's say I had all the characters and ships you needed, seven star, the first time we read these kits and I had to go one way or the other. I would have chosen Kylo only because I'm a PvE player okay, and I liked his kit more for PvE. So, and I'm still on that train it's, yep. and, and it's still looking like a good place to be. So I agree. Um, Yeah. I would pick Kylo as the one I would go after. Uh, Obviously, at some point, I'll have both of them anyway. Don't know how long apart that will be. Yeah. Because I'm sure after I yeah. finish First Order, I'm going to want to just play with other things for a while. But yeah. the I just liked the the long... Uh, I just... There's going to... Uh, Stumbling over words <laughs> here trying to figure out if I believe what I'm saying. But if we get enough content this year... Uh, that's good. I feel like having Kylo ready for that is going to be a better situation. Now, how much better? We'll see. I still think Ray is going to do a lot of damage. I just feel like overall in a raid, uh, Kylo would be better off. And I feel like, I don't know. The only other thing that makes me second guess is the fact that light side territory battles is harder than dark side territory battles. And having By Ray in that would be yeah. very, very good. So that's the only reason I wish I was going for Ray. The only yeah. reason. Cause yeah, that I mean that territory battle is not freaking easy. And you know, the just everything that she has, she's gonna be absolutely ridiculous in that territory battle, of course. Kylo's going to be great in the dark side territory battle, but you don't need as much help in that probably as you do the light side one, um, or at least most people yep. don't. Um, about the best part about him being there for you in the dark side territory battle is not is being able to platoon more characters that mm -hmm. you wouldn't need to allow your weaker teammates in your guild if you they don't have Kylo to use their better teams rather than uh, platooning some of their key characters. So that's probably the best 
situation as far as that goes. But if you're already getting high wave numbers without Kylo, he's really not going to help you out in dark side territory well, that much. Beyond beyond this, and this is a big thing for me. Okay, you actually get to play the character in uh, in uh, dark side territory battles or territory battles <laughs> in general. So that's fair. You get to touch the buttons and make your character do things. So. Yeah, that's, that's one of the fun. best parts about territory battles. You know, well, it's, sometimes the, <laughs> it's fun to not sim literally everything in this game. That is true. <laughs> but I will say about Kylo, uh, the huge benefit in Dark Side Territory Battle to me would be having just one ridiculously badass character go beat that uh, Phase 4 special mission with 7 Star Watt. Because right now, I am using Joan Grievous. I used it last time beat it pretty much without too much fuss, honestly. And... Um, you know, I'd like to be able to put my General Grievous back in that combat mission in that middle territory with Dooku because I can always beat phase one of that thing and that gets me, you know, over a million territory points, but I'm giving that up so that I can go beat that special mission currently. So having, having Kylo to stick in that special mission, I think will be huge. Um, or... Actually, probably not in the special mission. I'll probably just go ahead and use him in the in that combat mission because he might be able to take out those Jedi. Uh, you know, as much, you know, the stats, the st- stacking uh, mastery still and everything. Uh, that might be the way to go there, actually. I think the most... One of my least favorite characters beyond fives in light side or dark side GOTB is freaking Mace. So I just want to see Kylo absolutely demolish Mace. That'll make me happy because uh, that shatter, shatter point, the the disparity between the Mace we play with and the Mace in that dark side territory battle just makes me so upset because uh, that shatter point is literally degrading. It it'll make you feel like a terrible player if you can't get that thing off of yourself and just watch him with a basic annihilate your characters i hate yeah. him so much i hate that freaking mace he's very annoying um force Suero brings up a great point in chat that i totally forgot about kylo can't be using either of those missions because it's seps only so i uh, will yes. still have that same dilemma um but i do want to talk about dark side territory battle real quick because i want to talk just real quick about my favorite team that I'm so excited to try in phase four. Um, because I've been using this, this whole team as gear 12 and I get three out of four in phase four, all gear 12 Emperor Palpatine, Basilishan fallen Thrawn, uh, Darth Nihilus and Scion. I love that team. There are so many debuffs. There's so much turn meter game gain words. There are stuns, everything you need, cooldown reductions, annihilates, all of it. Um, but I've never got four out of four with that team. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that with a Relic 7 Emperor Palpatine, I will finally be able to take that thing down now that I have another character who can actually do damage because Emperor Palpatine actually does pretty badass damage. But uh, with Thrawn on there, the I put the Zeta on his unique, so he has that stacking protection up, or just the stacking increasing protection. Um, 
Thrawn can constantly just be refilling that. So I think that'll be kind of fun. Should be able to make a immortal Emperor Palpatine, which would be fitting given the way the Star Wars saga ended. Um, uh, you know, well, immortal until he's not. But um, yeah, so I- I'm kind of excited to try that. And I will be reporting back on how that goes for me. But uh, if you guys are struggling and need a good team, man, I've been on that Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine train for a long time. It is so good if you have to give up a Darth Revan and Malak or whatever. Throw Basil Sean with uh with Emperor Palpatine and just go to work. It's good stuff. The, mine's kind well, I don't know how similar it is. And the inner the synergy Thrawn gets no synergy out of it like he does with a Palpatine, but I really like using the Sith trio with Thrawn and Wampa. That that team is really good. I don't know about phase four because I never get to them, that team in that phase, but the first three phases using that team can pretty much auto four out of four for me. Yeah. Nice. And it's all, and it's made up of, of scraps, right? So, because yeah. if, if I get rid of my Darth Revan or my Malik or my Bastila, mm-hmm. putting those five together usually is pretty easy because they're not, None of them really ever get platooned for me. So that it, team is almost always there. Is your Wampa Relic 3? 4. Yeah. Relic 4? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I used him in Dark Side GOTB after I reliced him. He's I was impressive. like... Well, I was like... Yeah. He was always a badass in Hoth TB because everyone was a rebel. So he just destroyed everything with his extra damage. But I'm like, I never used him in Dark Side until I relicked him, because the one time I did use him at the beginning of Dark Side territory battles, he just died real quick. Yep. But he's he's almost back to the same level he was at the with that relic level, of just destroying things while hiding behind Scion. So, it works out really well. And then the AOEs, they do so many of those. He's always constantly countering. So, yeah, yeah, it works out. No one's hitting him directly. AOEs pulling out those counters uh, i could talk about wampa all day and everybody knows it <laughs> he's pretty great um you know, my, wh- wh- he's my wh- favorite beast in the game ah uh, that's understandable <laughs> um and, and speaking of wampa we're gonna be talking about him in in a second anyway so why don't we just move along to this hey boys do you have any tips for us Less experienced players. So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. (laughs) All right. It is time to talk about 3v3 and GAC. Um, They haven't actually announced. I was going to say, tell them why, first off. They haven't actually announced. When you brought this up, I was like, "Why, why would we talk about that tonight? So the past two Grand Arenas have been 5v5 no-ships and 5v5 ships. Which leads me to think that the next territory battle that starts this week would be 3v3. So we want to go ahead and discuss this. Do what? I said 10v10. 10, yeah, ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, let's change it up a little bit. So we thought it'd be fun to go ahead and talk about some 3v3 teams because not something we talk about a whole lot, but... There's been so many changes since the last 3v3, various teams and things. So we want to talk about some of our favorite teams, teams that we like. 
And, uh, you know, if if we have 3v3 Grand Arena, then you have some stuff to work off of. If we don't have 3v3 Grand Arena, then you have stuff to think about for another month. So, yeah, um, what could go wrong? It's it, It'll come back eventually. So this episode, unless they release like 30 characters in the next month, this episode will still age well for the next Grand Arena. So there is that. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go All ahead right, and sweet. jump into it. What's up? I'm going to break this down for everybody so they okay. know what we're, we've decided to do. So we've decided to do uh, three categories. We're going to go top five defense three-man teams, top, top five three-man offense teams, and then we went with three squads of undermans that can probably get you extra points. So I want to say one caveat. Um, we are doing top five. And you did six? Yeah, I saw that. Well, not only that, <laughs> not only that, but um, I, I want to clarify that my top five isn't necessarily the five defenses that I think are best, but I think Good they, are, they are five that I think everybody should be putting just because of... Because it frees up spots for the offense teams you've got. Right. It frees up a yeah. lot of things, and it, I think they're great from a roster management standpoint in general. So um, let's go ahead and talk about our defensive teams first, and we'll move on to our offense and then our undermanned squads. Um, All right. We'll go one-to-one, and then if I say one of yours, you just let me know, and then we'll we'll go from there. And I'll All tell right. you if you uh, tell me one of yours. Sounds good. Um, one that I love, and I do love this team. I've been using this team for quite a while, and um, it's not going to beat anyone, but people will time out on it, and that is L3, Zalbar, and Vandor, Chewbacca. Um, the basic idea here is you don't have a leader ability. None of these characters have a leader, but you have L3 and Zalbar who are frustrating as hell tanks to get through. You have your choice. You can beat up both of them at the same time, basically, because they'll be taunting, but you'll never be actually be able to get to Vandor Chewy. Dispelling a taunt won't get you there because the other one will be taunting, and Vandor Chewy can resurrect both of them. So that puts you in a position where you kind of almost have to use an overpowered team to either pre- prevent revives or go around taunts, which generally better teams have. So if somebody is having to use something pretty strong to get through this team and beat it first try, I'm okay with that because it takes one of their good teams off the board. This team I do like to set up front to try and, you know, essentially waste one of those good teams. One of the funniest things I think about this team is the fact that there is no leader ability. Yes. (laughs) You can put them in in any order. doesn't matter. Still going to do the same thing. That that's actually a great point because I think that's something that kind of gets overlooked in three v three. Before we go too far, two things I do want to say. One of them is that leader abilities they are great. It's nice to have them, but don't get don't get such so much into a mindset of you must have a leader ability because you you, you don't need one. Um, you can make teams that actually work without one. You may be putting in a poor character that just doesn't synergize with the team just to have a leader ability, and it might not entirely be worth it. This is one of those considerations um, because you have to go pretty deep into your roster to create enough teams. I think there's usually eight teams that you need for uh, 3v3. 
Uh, you know, you need eight teams on defense, eight teams on offense. Like that's a lot there of teams are that you need. A freaking ton, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, so. it, once you start reaching into the depths to finish off your defenses, it, it it starts getting rough. And if you can find teams like this where they might not necessarily have a leader ability, but they do have enough synergy to either a get a defense or b time out the battle, uh, that is massive. Yep. For sure. So, And the one other just general suggestion I want to say to people about 3v3. And this is huge. This is absolutely huge. It is. This is one thing that I think makes 3v3 so much different than 5v5. Because there are so many more battles. Not one-shotting a team can be catastrophic. Whereas in 5v5... You can underman enough to make up a lot of points. You can underman a lot of teams and make up for a loss to some degree. In 3v3, you don't have that opportunity. There's not that much of a point difference between using only two characters versus three characters. So your absolute top goal, no matter what, should be to win on your first try. Don't. If it's a if it's a risky and we're gonna talk about underman squads, but if it's a risky underman squad, do not even go there. Just throw an extra character in there and play it safe and play for points on your protection and health rather than risking it because you absolutely need to win on the first try every single time, no matter what. Yeah, because if you start getting into those the lower deldrums of your Deldrums? Doldrums? I think that's the way you say it. <laughs> if you get into those lower spots of your roster at the end when you're trying to fight teams, it can get real bad. Like if yeah. you, they have a decent de- defense, def- that so that Mark, tripping over those words again. If they, <laughs> here's a tip: put one really good defense team in the back because. If you if they get to that point where in there in the back and they have nothing left for three man against a really good team, they could throw thirty gear nine characters against a decent defense team and not do a thing against it. So yeah. try to put at least one good defensive team in that back area. I know you don't want them to get to the back. You really would rather stop them before they can get through the front. That doesn't usually happen. So go ahead and put one of those good defenses in the back at least. That way, when they get to their uh, wedge and bigs and and, and, and uh, Akbar, he's not beating them. Or if they're trying to get through their second resistance team, he's they're not beating them. You know, all all these bottom of the barrel teams are not going to get through them if they get to that point. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm totally on board with you on the one get win it on the first time because. You gotta set a lot of people on defense, and you got a yeah. lot of things to go through on offense. And if you're yeah. not winning that first battle, you've already put yourself in a massive hole. So play it safe. Don't take unnecessary risks unless you just feel that strongly about your own defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself never really set supersonic defenses. Mine are usually like maybe this will trip them up, but. At the very least, I'm going to get through their offense, so or their defense. So, yeah, I don't know. Win that first, win that first match. Well, very and to actually lead to the first team you're going to talk about, another really important thing about saying teams on defense is 
setting teams that are damn near impossible to get full points against. Um, you want something that knocks down at least some protection or health, and this is one that certainly doesn't. And it's funny is you got to think people talk about uh, how bad counter teams are. Um, a Gar Saxon lead in 3v3 might actually not be terrible as far as not allowing the other team to get full banners That's because of because of that counter uh, lead with Empire. Mm. Interesting. Hadn't thought about now, that. I'm not, I am not telling you to go gear Gar Saxon. Do yeah, not make don't. any mistakes Do about that. Do not. Yeah. I'm idea. just saying, but if, if you, you made that mistake it. in the past, <laughs> <laughs> then this might be the area where it's a good thing for you. Totally fair. All right. So what is that first team? All right. So my first defensive team is Padme, Anakin, General Kenobi. That sounds like a good team. That is a disgustingly annoying three-man team. I didn't put An- I didn't put Ahsoka in this one. Uh, ah, interesting. So see, we're, out, we're, we're on the same page there. Okay, okay, nice. I like it. Um, <laughs> so, so actually, I mean, it's a good question. Why did you choose to put Kenobi with this team rather than Ahsoka? To have a taunt. Okay. Now that's fair enough. The question there is a there is an argument to be made that all the uh, all the protection up they get is enough of a tank to be good on defense. But yeah. I feel like throwing GK in there on top of what uh, Padme does is good enough to make that team one of the top tier defensive teams. Yeah, I make no mistake. Disagree. If I went offense with it, I would go Ahsoka over General Kenobi. So. But, um, I definitely agree there. Um, one thing I do have to say about this team. So I think Padme, Anakin, GK is most likely to get you a defend. No question. However, I think Padme, ah- Ahsoka, and Anakin is almost a guarantee that you cannot get finished with full protection on everybody. But I do yeah. think it's a much easier team to beat. Yeah, it ends up being what are you willing to trade? Right. Because either way, they're going to have to use something really good to beat you. And if they don't the first time, they're going to have to the second time. Yep, for sure. No doubt about it. And they got to hope that they do not leave turn gear. Yeah, yeah. bad idea. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very good team. I like it. Um, so what do you got? What's your first one? All right, so my next one be my second. And I am going to say... Oh, that is your second. <laughs> I am going to Forgot say a team L3. that... This is one that I think actually fits on offense or defense. It fits on offense because it always finishes with full protection and health. But I think it's it's kind of nice on defense in 3v3 specifically because I, I think there's probably less counters. I think Treya is definitely one counter that will do it, but... Bosk, Boba, and Dengar. Um, it is a, it's a really good team that a lot of the traditional counters are a little bit more frustrating to use. Like I said, Trey will still do it. I generally three-man Bosk teams in 5v5, and so that can obviously still be done whenever there's only three teams. Uh, but 
is this a team that's going to be far more difficult to beat with RJT? Um, RJT kind of uses all five characters to help keep generating turn meter, and you will kind of stall out whenever you're only using three characters with that team. So I'll tell you what I like. I was going to ask you why you said Dingar, but I'll tell you why I think Dingar is the perfect pick for them. Okay. I find the most annoying try the most annoying teams to try to beat with a boss as a boss lead with RJT are the ones that throw with Greedo, uh, Dingar, and Zam, Zam, because those those uh, thermals thermals are a ticking time bomb nightmare for yeah. RJT. Yeah, now with three with only three people on the squad and Dingar. Dingar can put a large amount of thermals on one person with his uh, unique. So him being in there with that ability with a smaller team and those thermals will be nasty as far as high, and being hidden behind Bosk in the meantime, oh. not to mention being stealth all the time, yeah. like with his tenacity up, Dingar is he's a big jerk. He's always the last person I kill on that team because he's yep. always stealth. He always has tenacity up, so he's <laughs> yep, just a big jerk. He he should be called Danger, but he's not. He's called Dengar. So, um, <laughs> what is your second team? Uh, my second team is something me and you were kind of spitballing talking about here, uh, but that's GBA Spy. So Geo Brood Alpha, Geo Spy, and Watt. I hate this team. <laughs> it's 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 friggin' nasty. It's very very frustrating because you have four characters, and so when what gets one, all of his tech out, like everybody has shit on them. It's and ugh. one never stops taunting. Yeah. If he does, he taunts immediately again. If he's being healed constantly by by Watt, uh, Watt and GBA and you can't get through him like the oh the literally the best thing you can do is try to get buff immunity on him and even then mm -hmm. it can be dispelled very quickly yeah it's it's 100%. this team is nasty and then you got spy and, who just one shots things so well not to mention when watt puts the tech on him where he's gaining turn meter and ignoring defense oh it's nasty <laughs> it's just very very nasty yeah it is a fantastic defensive team no doubt. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if they're... I mean, if I'm going to put bugs on defense, I'm, you know, and you don't have Watt, I might drop Watt and throw in um, uh, Genos and Soldier or maybe Sunfock. Uh, I think Sunfock can fit in a lot of other places because he's a countering tank. Um, he could fit in with some other separatists or something. He so can I fit think even in anything, honestly. He's just one yes, of those tanks that fits in anything. For sure. And in 3v3, um, those anything teams come up a lot. So That's certainly true. I'd, I believe uh, that uh I I believe you'd probably want Soldier. Poggle, I don't think, is going to add I too agree. much except maybe offense up to Geospy. But even then, he, Geospy yeah. isn't going as often because he's not got uh, 
He's not got the tech from Watt to be going as often. So maybe you want Soldier in there to be doing more damage more often. Yeah, I agree. Um, excellent team. Um, my next one is going to be Bastila Sean lead with Ala Secura and either Old Ban or Ezra. You can go either way. Um, I'd probably lean Old Ban because they do have the 15% uh, turn meter gain in the beginning, which speeds Old Ben up, especially if you have a fast Old Ben to do some TMR. And then you have Ayla, who is a total beast. Mine is Relic. So you do want a decent Ayla, but I will say this. Relic Ayla is not to be underestimated. She is actually incredibly good. I've used her with Padme in the territory battle. She is absolutely awesome. Uh, I've actually been using her with Shock T under Qui-Gon in, you know, some Grand Arena matches, and that's a really good team, too. Um, but the best Lashawn leads really good, and 3v3 is the one time you can really kind of take advantage because, you know, it's not 5v5 where you kind of need her, you know, paired with Darth Revan. So her with Ayla and Old Ben or Ezra. Like I said, Ezra's really good because he can call in Ayla, get some extra stuns, do a lot of damage. Um, it's a it's a really solid team. It's also it's another one of those teams that can be pretty good on offense, just because you can kind of stun lock and do a bunch of ability block and all that sort of stuff. And because of the protection up, you're likely to finish with full protection, full health. But you definitely want Ezra in that situation, then though, right? Yeah, that's. I was saying, sure. you don't yeah. want old Ben slinging out his wet noodle and uh, trying to get <laughs> yeah, damage yeah. out on that. Yes, I exactly. think the most damage old Ben can do requires C three PO, and it's not even his ability that does it's the expose. damage. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That is a hundred percent true. So, yeah, that's a team I really like as well. All right, what's yours? All right, so next up, I have. Mother Talzin Zombie Daka. Okay. I like it. There is an option where you take Daka out and put Spirit in there. But or, I like or Acolyte. That's, oh yeah. That's also that's another one really I good option. Put. Yes. Yeah, this it's anytime in this three man team, putting a, any Night Sister with Zombie is almost a great defense team because you have to find a AOE team to go in there and beat beat them. Yeah, for sure. Or at least someone with a a, a uh, buff immunity. Yeah. Because if not, it's just going to be constant taunts, constant revives from. Uh... See, that's the best part about zombie Daka together is the the constant revives. Yeah, I mean, you basically have to kill Mother Talzin twice and then hopefully kill off Daka and then hope that one of their basics doesn't bring somebody back. You know, um, you almost need well, then you a got, revive. Yeah, you got the Venter. basics, you got Daka's uh, special, you've got, uh, what's his face? Zombies Unique, her face, sorry. What's <laughs> <laughs> So, yep. yeah. I agree. It's a good one. Um I personally like Acolyte with this team just because she gets stealthed. Uh, it does require some specific modding on her. You kind of want her to be have a crap ton of health and a crap ton of crit chance. 
Um, but she can basically hide behind Mother Talzin and Zombie. Even if you kill Mother Talzin, it's going to be damn hard to kill Acolyte if she's modded properly. Even an AoE won't necessarily do it. You almost need an AoE dispel to get rid of the stealth to try and kill her off. Otherwise, she'll basic and just keep bringing Mother Talzin back to attack, which can be frustrating as hell. So, you definitely have some options here, but, um... You know, Daka, Zombie, or Spirit, I think, are the top options. But I, I agree. I think I would prefer... For me, it's Acolyte, then Daka, then Spirit, I think. Sounds good to me. I like it. All right. Um, now, this one is what I believe to be the absolute best team you can put on defense. Ignoring Galactic Legends, the best team you can put on defense in 3v3. I don't think it's close. It's far and away the best team. Darth Raven, Basil Sean Fallen, and Malak. Um, this is really the only team I have on here that's like an actually like ridiculously good team. But so many of the Malak counters require a variety of skill sets to beat. For me, like I use my Padme team, but everyone has their own role that they have to. That they have to be in there to beat it. I'm not sure that my Padme team can beat a three-man Darth Revan team. Because I'm limited to three characters, which just severely hurts me. And it doesn't do squat to Darth Revan team. Losing HK, losing Marauder or Sith Trooper or whatever. It doesn't affect what this team does as all, at all. It's nothing. It's It the- still does fear and... All that crap, it's just... The literal yeah. only counter I have to this team in 3v3 is a mirror. Yeah. That's it. I I have General Anakin Skywalker, who I think gets I, a significant nerf in 3v3. But the only reason I'd use him is because he can do the stacking health down on, you know, on a Malak. But you just gotta hope that you're able to kill him off before something bad happens to your team. Because... Gas is significantly weaker in 3v3, and this is a pretty full-strength Darth Revan Malak game. So, um, Gas is new to me. Once again, I'm, I I laughed when you used Gas in a sentence, and I'm using it now and laughing at myself. <laughs> but Gas is new to me, so that might also be a counter for me. But yeah, I, I hopefully I'll have him Relic 7 before the GAC starts, and then... That'll make things a hell of a lot easier. I mean, Darth Revan, Basil Sham, and Malik in 3v3 could basically be called the X-Lax team. Prevents gas. <laughs> um, all right, Trademark what's your it. next team? <laughs> all right, so next up for me, you've got... This is kind of up to interpretation because it, formerly this team for me was... Uh, Kylo Ren Amassed, Fox, and Kylo Ren. But I do think that you might be able to substitute Hux or Sith Trooper in there. The only reason I put the question mark on either of those two is because Hux, I feel like you might want to leave him out to use him as a leader for a different team. Yeah. So you might want to leave Kylo Ren in, but maybe Sith Trooper's better for that third slot. Because Kylo Ren's going to be the one that's... or Unmasked crew is going to be the one taunting all the time. So... That is definitely one of the teams that I like for defense. I've always used first order on defense. I've never really been an offensive first order guy, but that was when I didn't have them all geared. So that 
I might end up changing my tune on that, especially when I get Kylo No Galactic Legend. But I've, I always like, have like the crew Fox uh, Kylo team on 3v3, and I'm, it's I'm really interested to see it's how really it good. goes with either Trooper or Hux in there. Um, but I do um, like that on defense. Especially if you use the Bosk team, because now you've already... This always happens in, Gla- in Grand Arenas. Someone will set the Bounty Hunters, and they'll set fu- uh, First Order. So you, you only have one RJT team. I can usually beat both of those with RJT. I can't yeah. beat both of them in the same Grand Arena. So having this on defense and the Bounty Hunters is a very... It's definitely an RJT. It slows down RJT because now you've got to use something good, especially against people that are going after Galactic Legend uh, Kylo because I know I'll be setting a Relic 7 crew on defense. Yep. You're going to have to find something good to get through that. No doubt about it. And that makes a big difference. And, you know, just talking First Order in general, the thing you mentioned about Hux is huge because he's one of the three first order leaders so well four now i guess but you probably don't have supreme leader kylo so um and in 3v3 that 5v5 it's hard to to form a a full three you can't make three five person teams but in 3v3 right you can and you have those guys geared so now you really want to have the three leaders available to make three first order teams to really be able to stretch your roster to get wins and defenses so probably going to pull hucks out of that just because he has leader ability but yeah if you don't have a lot of first order geared but you do have hucks then then maybe it'll work in there for you yeah that's a great point and i mean just talking about first order in general um i kind of jump off to a couple teams that i had kind of thought about in my head and i totally agree Kylo Ren Unmasked and First Order Executioner, I think, should be together just because they are two of the best characters and create one of the best teams. The question is who you put with them. Uh, the other two teams I came up with were... And so here, my thought here... Um, I was just looking at my roster because I'm not going to be using Sith Trooper because he's 6-star gear 11. I would use Sith Trooper with... Hux lead and Stormtrooper. I think that would be a pretty kick-ass team because Stormtrooper has counters. Like there's a lot of turn meter game, a lot of counters, a lot of assists from Sith Trooper. I think that would be a great team. I also think First Order Tie Fighter Pilot could be really good with that team in place of Sith Trooper because the counterattacks, the bonus crit damage, uh, First Order Tie Pilot can do some pretty nasty damage. So Hux, First Order Tie Pilot, and Stormtrooper, I think would be a good team but also phasma kylo and foo the idea here being that it's got a lot of turn meter gain it's got um two aoe's then it's got foo who can i dispel and reduce cooldowns but the big thing is having kylo on the team having a character that by himself is frustrating because of the lack of being able to do percent damage effects like expose and that sort of stuff that can make him very frustrating to deal with. So I think he's a pretty good option as a base for that Phasma team. I have never heard him called foo. Like, obviously I know that's how it's spelled and looks. I've never heard anyone say it out loud and it really sounds hilarious. 
Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I love I love Foo. I love First Order Officer. I love the Foo Fighters. I'm gonna if, Foo it up all day, every day. If it's Foo, I'm a fan. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um. All right. So the next team would be mine, which is all right. I like this one. Oh, actually, no. Before we go too much further, another team I had on here that I was going to piggyback on wherever you mentioned crew was another character that I think would be really good. So if you have Kylo Ren, Fox, and you're trying to figure out who to put with him, what Tambor I think would be an excellent option. Because at the very beginning, he will put the the taunt and protection recovery on Kylo Ren unmasked. And then very shortly after, he should be putting the the you know, ignore defense thing and turn meter gain on first order executioner, which let's be honest, just be nasty. I was so, about to say, just so bad. Yeah. Like that just sounds like a hell of a lot of, well, pain in the ass because it'd be on defense. Uh, so I think Watt's a great, great option for, uh, you know, a first order team. But speaking of Watt, the next thing I wanted to talk about is General Kenobi Lee. We talk about this every single time we talk about 3v3, and that is because it is annoying. Um, General Kenobi Lee, he gets the 30% health. If you haven't modded for a Padme team already, he's perfect and ready to go. And you put a couple annoying characters with him. Any combination of what? Hermit Yoda or C3PO. No, it will not kill anyone. There's a 0% chance that you kill anyone with this team on defense. There is a pretty good chance that they screw up and can't beat it, though. Uh, when you get the buff out, uh, you know, C-3PO is either going to be giving him another 30% max health. Hermit Yoda is going to be giving him a crap ton of defense and healing him. Or Watt's going to be re- regenerating his protection and all that sort of crap. Any combination of those three will just make General Kenobi a pain in the ass to get through. You almost have to have healing immunity or something. Um, it, you know, And even with Nar JT team, you're going to need a lot of damage output with her to really take General Kenobi down very much until, you know, before that uh, heal immunity gets off. Yeah. Um, so... Man, I think that is a really good team. It's not as good as a team whenever you like start getting into a rhodium and you're, you know, if you're winning a lot in the beginning, you know, the most of the better players in this game, I would say, like are going to know how to handle this if they run across it. But it is certainly a team that that will trip people up at some point. Um, it's kind of like what I do with Ewoks. Uh, you know, I always put my Ewoks on defense in 5v5. I, I've i never been through a Grand Arena where somebody doesn't, you know, screw up at some point in there just because they get underestimated. And that's kind of the same way with the General Kenobi team. It it will get underestimated at some point. Um, you know, it might be easy points for somebody at some point if they know what they're doing. But you're not really losing a whole lot by putting these characters in because... You know, 3PO's just not that useful in 3v3. He's usually it's, a fourth or fifth character on a team. Same with Hermit Yoda and Watt. So it's too funny to me. Yeah, it's too funny to me that that team you really only have to beat one person, but that one person can be just so <laughs> annoying. 
Yeah. That you can time out on it. Yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I am amazed at the uh the the number of times that people screw up against this team. It's it's crazy. Um All right. What is your final top five defensive team? All right, so top five defense team. My last one is one that uh, even I don't know what it is about, especially in 5v5 even. I don't know what it is about the Old Republic, but uh, people always underestimate them. I seem to get... I seem to get one shot on my hardest defense teams and then people will underestimate old Republic and, and yeah. not beat them. That's so, a great point. My last one is Carthonassi mission Val, a mission vow and Zalbar. I like it. Zalbar, the tank mission vow. It got that synergy. That's so great with Zalbar. And then you got Karth with that leadership as far as the dots go. Um, granted you take out the dots from, um, what's his, face the guy who reminds me of cable from marble what is that dude's name cable you talking about the guy in our discord <laughs> oh no no not that not that cable um oh uh candor sordo candor sordo yeah you take out the uh the extra dots under karth with him but i do i i like that team that three together okay because like you it. gain 30, 30% potency, tenacity, and crit avoidance. Whenever an enemy is inflicted with damage over time, they gain 3% health and protection. Uh, you can get that from Zalbar, I believe. I don't think mission drops dots, but yeah, that team together is really good. And if you were really worried about the dot thing, you could drop mission for Candorous, but I feel like the synergy between mission and Salbar is way too good to drop out. Yeah, I can't disagree there. That's fair. So, I like it. All right, let's move on to our offense teams. Uh, these are going to be our top five offensive teams. And my first one is going to be Joanna Skywalker, Rex, and Arc Trooper. Um, I pick Arc Trooper because there's only three other clones to pick, and he's the one that I chose, and I'll explain the other ones later, but, um, you know, Arc Trooper will, of course, give his turret to Rex, is who I give to in most arena matches anyway, but Rex is there because he gives turn meter, gas can go early and get rid of some buffs, or, sorry, increased cooldowns and that sort of stuff, so, um... I think this is a really good team for offense because it can beat most things and does pretty good damage. Gas is annoying. Uh, good team. Very solid. Uh, it's not a great banner team, though. I, I will say that. Not a great banner team, but I think gas is kind of weak on defense in 3v3, so keep it So keep it for offense. Um, all right, child, what is yours? Oh, I can't help it. It's like when someone farts. <laughs> Everybody laughs, even though it's so childish. When you start talking That's about gas, it makes me yep. laugh. I, I, I'm going to skip my first one and go to my gas. Let's talk about my oh, gas. Oh, I like it. All right, let's talk about <laughs> your gas. Uh, I have similar. I took out. Actually, I don't have similar. I have the exact opposite of you. No, Not I don't. Exact. No, no. I have. I do have arc in there. So I have gas. I have gas. 
I have a general Anakin Skywalker with Echo and Ark. Um, okay. As on an offense team, I feel like that offense offensively is. Uh, here's my biggest problem. Fives is never going to die first on this team. That's a big problem as far as the extra stats go. Not to mention, if you if you you use him with gas, then you're going to not have a tank with Shakti, which can be a problem. Because I know I that your next second team involves Shakti, so we'll go into my one. And I didn't list my second. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about these together. The other team that yeah. I had was Shakti, Echo, and Fives. Yeah, so you took the other two 500 first clones and put them with Shakti, which makes sense. Uh, I put Shakti with Rex and Fives only because you're running out of offense. Fives is good, but he's not massive on offense. He has no, he he's usually, terrible. His best his best feature is uh, giving away all his stats, and then on top of that, calling someone else in to do something ah yes so rex i mean it works okay i can see where you're going with echo with shock under shock yes because you need a little bit of offense uh not I, only that but attacking out a turn results in protection recovery something i had not thought about with this uh the biggest problem for me is I'm 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 swinging myself around to your way of thinking only because Rex Rex's basic does nothing besides turn Correct. meter removal. So I yeah. I think I'm with you that Shakti Echo Fives is probably the better option, and then throwing a Rex in there with gas. I think the reason that I moved Rex in there with Shakti and Fives was to have that annihilate like ability. But the fact of the matter is that doesn't get off that often, and in, in a three man team. That's where you're playing even less time than in a five-man team. You're probably not going to get that off as much. So you probably need Echo in with Shakti and Fives to have that offense. So I'm with you. I, I'm going Gas. I'm going Gas, Echo, Arc, and Shakti, Rex, Fives. As, Shakti, yep. Echo, Fives as well. That makes the most sense to me. As far as and offense teams, having both of those together for offense is a very... That's already two very good teams. And another thing I'd like to mention is no matter what ability Fives uses, Echo will be called to assist. He Because Fives will either call Echo or he will use his basic and Echo will get called anyway. And Force Wearer brings up a great point in chat in which Fives and Echo do have direct synergy in their unique abilities. So um, there is the plus 100% offensive Fives is not taunting and then the... Plus 100% defense, I think, if he is taunting, something along those lines, basically. So, um, yeah, I think Shock T, Echo, and Fives is great just because there are going to be a lot of counters, a lot of assists, a lot of attacking out a turn, which will make it even more difficult to beat. And, of course, we're talking about offense, so that leads to protection recovery. Shock T, always good stuff to try to get banners. Makes sense. I like it. All right. So that actually covers two of my teams. So what is your second team? My second team is Treya Nihilus Sion. The Holy Triumvirate. Hell yeah. Obviously, that might be. This is a 5v5 team. Let's be honest. Yeah. That might be an obvious pick. 
but it could yeah. not go unmentioned. That team it's, is great, as the three of them always has been, always will be. Yep, it's, it's just amazing. ridiculous what those three together can do. Anything on top of that is the cherry. You don't have to yep. worry about much with these guys. They can take out a lot of teams. A lot of the newer meta are a little harder for them, but once you start getting into anything else, they're going to kill it. So, And one thing to note about this team it will not finish with full protection. Nobody in this team will Never. full protection. They will all finish with 100% health. It's so easy to make them finish with 100% health. Um, like, in 5v5, I get 59 banners with this team every single time without fail. It is fantastic. Um, yep. And, yeah, it can beat a lot of stuff. It's it's it. This is your utility team, no doubt. It is so good. I love it. Can I throw in another one that's not on my yeah, list? Yeah, go for it. I want to shout out uh, Oh yes. Joker's team from chat. And this is one that I haven't really thought about, but it sounds ridiculously awesome. It may be, He says he likes to use it on defense. It sounds like a good offense team if you have them geared up, but that would be... The team he mentioned was Akbar, Leia, C-3PO. None of the teams that I have on my any of this list has 3PO in it. So he is actively available for this team if I want to do it. And I think that I'm going I to like try it. it. But that basically under the Akbar lead, anytime anyone uses a non-attack uh, ability, Leia's going to attack or uh, or Akbar will attack. And well, calls a rebel. So C3PO could attack too. He could do his basic. True. I was thinking more along the lines of he's going to be the one calling the assists most of the time using his his basic. And if Leia can triple tap on uh, these extra attacks, throwing out expose on each of them. Hitting her own exposes. Hitting the, popping, uh, popping yeah. her own exposes. I mean, this just sounds really gross. And I like it. I like where the headspace is at. I mean, yeah, Joke is the first one. one to tell me. So I'm crediting him. It may not be his team. He might have heard it somewhere else, but whoever came up with it, Joker, thanks for bringing that to my attention because that is sounds really cool. Yeah, very very solid. And he actually said that his Akbar and Leia are kind of weak, which mine are too. I think my Akbar is gear twelve, my Leia is gear eleven, and you know the expose with C three PO is you know actually pretty good. I mean. Guaranteed twenty percent health damage. It's hard to go wrong there. I like it. I like and it you better it, it, hope you kill C three PO before he stealths, or you have some yeah. kind of dispel yeah. to get him out of stealth because you're going to want to kill him under this team. So for sure, yeah. That that's that's. I had to throw that out there because it's good. That's a good, awesome team. So, what's your right. what's your third uh, offense team there? So, I'm not going to say a third one's actually on my list. I'm going to say your third one, and we're going to talk about it together. Okay. Because how could we not? Um, basically, if you can set it on 3v3 defense, this can beat it. Um, CLS Han Chewie. <laughs> I know it's obvious, but it is a lockdown... 62 banners or whatever it's it's i think points work they're a little bit different in 3v3 
I I'm not I can't remember what the max is in 3v3, but damn, this is a good team. It is so freaking good. I do split it up sometimes. There are times where you can just use Han and Chewie, honestly. Um, like versus weak teams, if it has like a core piece to the team, like the Akbar, the Akbar Leia 3PO team, Han and Chewie. Hit Leia, hit Akbar, you're done. Um, you know, this is one of those teams that you can easily underman if you need to, but it's also an absolute machine if you need to take out something super strong. There's there's not many things that can beat this on defense. Um, you know, not if you're using this on offense, there's not much you're gonna lose to yeah. if somebody can play this on defense. It's just it's the damage output's ridiculous. We talked about the uh, triumvirate being a utility yeah. team. These guys are definitely in your utility team. Yep. They're through, sure. they're rolling through a lot. So Yep. No doubt about it. All right. Go ahead. Hit me with another one. Okay. Uh, Padme, Jedi Knight, Anakin, and either Ahsoka Tano or General Kenobi. This one you mentioned on defense, which I do think is good on defense, but is also absolutely amazing on offense. Not for banners. But like we said, in 3v3, banners don't matter quite as much. It's a lot more important to make sure that you win, win on the first, the first try. try. This team smashes. It absolutely smashes, and it is a... I mean, if yeah, you, you want a team that can smash everything, Padme. It's 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 amazing. Um, I would you say it would one of the best smash the that game. ass? So good. I uh, yeah, it would <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I don't think I have it ready. I was going. <laughs> I thought you were slamming that sounder. I love smashing ass. Oh yeah. Go smash that ass. Big tip might make it hard to smash that ass. Smashing that ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what it does, people. Um, it is an absolutely great team. So uh, I, I like him on offense. Um, like I said, Ahsoka. Actually, this is something else. If you show Kenobi here, Ahsoka is another character you could actually put with Basil Sean that we talked about earlier. If you didn't want to use old Ben or Ezra, Ahsoka Tan is amazing under Basil Sean. So. Uh, just because she's going to, you know, she's going to be modded for health, so she's going to be modded to fit right under Bastila Sean. That sounds a little weird, uh, but that is perfectly okay. Um, very good team. What's your next one? So next up for me is General Grievous, B1 and B2. Absolutely wrecking machines, especially for me. I got GG Relic 7, B1 Relic 4, B2 Relic 4. That team... If you need an AOE team, that's the one for you. So this is like one of those 60 banner teams because B1 will get the full health and protection banners, but uh, B2 and GG not going to finish with full protection. Probably going to finish with full health, though. Quite possibly only one of them might finish without full protection simply because B1 going so often in healing as much as he does if you're selecting the right one at the end of the battle, you can probably get them back up to full protection. Oh, right. That's a good point. Didn't think about that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's the great thing about B1. I love B1. B1 is such a great character. He's really good. Really yeah. freaking good. What a what a cool kit that they came yep. out with that fully fit that character. Not to mention the great offense ability and how strong his offense is, but the fact that he heals on the his special that's available every freaking turn. Like, yep. 
It's it's it works perfectly. So very very underrated kit in general. Like it's just it's so well designed. When we talk about the best kits in this game, I mean B1's got to be in the top 10. It's just it's fantastic. Definitely top 5 for kits that represent the character in the yeah. the movies in Clone Wars. It's like, all right, you there's 100 yeah. of these. You kill one, the next one's coming. They're easy to kill, but yep. they're going to come back. 100%. So, yeah, I love that team. GG B1 B2 is a really fun team. I love it works great for me for pretty much anything that requires an AoE. Bueller? <laughs> yeah, Bueller? there he is. There he is. He's back. I ah, we're back. Right. I, people uh, should always just screenshot every time you get frozen because that last face you just made was another great one. Of course it was. Hopefully that fiber's <laughs> coming soon. I haven't got the announcement yet. I am waiting. I call them every week. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, all right. Is it my turn to talk about my final offensive team? It is. All right. I like this one. RJT, BB-8, and Smuggler Han? Question yes. mark? Smuggler Han. Um, I think this team is going to be badass, and the reason is, so you use RJT and you call BB-8. What happens when BB-8 assists? He calls another resistance, which means it's either going to be RJT, who's a beast, or it's going to be Smuggler Han, who... who who can hit twice on his basic and inflict stagger and does so much awesome stuff. Not to mention he's got an AOE, which is going to give more turn meter to everybody. He's like the Oprah of turn meter. This is fantastic. I love this team. AOE ability block, the turn meter, the damage, the stagger, the freaking smuggler Han is a total badass. I've been using past two territory wars with a, pretty pathetic rjt team and every time i'm like holy shit smuggler han is good he is so so freaking good with rjt um especially in a five-man team next territory belt next light side territory belt as soon as i can i'm doing a video about this team because smuggler han is an absolute game changer on it um he is the best fifth if you're using the BB-8, R2, and 3PO droids with RJT in a territory battle. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Can't wait. Talk about it. Going to be tremendous. Um, I don't really have much else to say about this 3v3 team, though. It just I need to gear my smuggler, Han, just to what be able more to do you need, attempt people? this it's team. AOE ability block. It's turn meter. It's an awesome I'm basic. Still working on it's that great one. damage. If you're going for Kylo, you've got him at Relic 3. You're good to go. Um... It's great. All right. Are you back? Yeah. Everybody on the podcast heard me. Just the live streamers. <laughs> I'm just making sure before I go on. Yeah. My last team is pretty simple. Very easy to know. And you'll understand the reason I made my choice uh, once we get to the next section. But for offense, I said Darth Revan, Badstilla, HK47. Oh, I like it. You might notice someone's missing from that. Uh, why don't we yes. go? Why don't you tell everyone the stuff that we would say at the end of the episode, real quick? And I will be right back. Uh, you must be talking about all of the places you should subscribe to this show. Talk about YouTube, youtube.com/slash shattered order. Please go like, subscribe, 
hit the little notification deal so you get notifications when we come up with videos i'm gonna be doing video this weekend about crit damage because i think it's highly misunderstood so that's gonna be kind of fun and we've got a couple other things that we're talking about doing that we are actually working on um some ranking things that are gonna be going up on the website we're also gonna be doing some videos about uh, as far as farming stuff uh, i think it's gonna be really beneficial to a lot of people so make sure you guys check that out shadow.com and of course the gear guide the gear guide is there that is the best place to go to figure out where to farm gear also twitch.tv slash shattered order if you're listening on the podcast we always live stream here make sure you come hang out in the live chat and you can give us suggestions whenever you say something stupid kind of like what's happened previously in this episode um subscribe to us on youtube uh iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you like. Like we mentioned, we talked about Spotify at the beginning of the show. We, we're having a little bit of issues on Spotify. Went for I screw up and put up the wrong file first. Um, but we're working on getting that resolved. Um, so we would love it if you would just check um, everything out. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. It does actually help the show. Leaving a five-star review is very, very helpful. We love any and all feedback. Shadow.com. At G, yeah, sh no, shattered order at gmail.com. There it is. That's the email if you guys would like to leave us some feedback. And of course, discord.me slash shattered order is where we hang out all day and you can always chat with us there. But now it is time to talk about the final topic three, 3v3 Underman squads. This is a tricky one because undermanning when you're already using underman squads for the whole make no mistake about it, three man, three v three is already undermanned because game was built for five man teams. So finding teams that can underman when you're already low is kind of rough. So we've got a few that might be obvious, but we're gonna throw them out there just in case you don't know. And we even have a couple that might be not as obvious so that is true uh why don't you go first because you have way more than i do okay well i'll start first the reason i did not put malik on my offense team with darth revan is because malik is an amazing underman squad there are a lot of teams Fact that check a, true yeah there are a lot of teams that a malik by himself will beat so uh if you haven't tried it Talk to some of your friends that have. There are, I mean, Malik can five is can solo five man teams. Like there are teams out there that yep. Malik will just absolutely destroy, even if there's five of them. So Ewoks is one I, that I know of. Uh, I believe Phoenix is another that he takes at least in five v five. So uh, running down to just three, that opens up even more teams for him to solo. So I would keep Malik out of your Darth Revan squad unless you're using him on defense and save him for undermanning squads. I like it. All right. So uh, what do you got? All right. I have Dooku and Django. Um, it's kind of an odd team. It's a separatist built team. And the idea is that you still have Django remaining because of the buying house you used previously. And Dooku and Django are absolutely fantastic. They both have protection recovery. They both have just some really nasty abilities, to be perfectly honest. The thing I like about this is Django starts out with damage immunity for two turns. Dooku and Django together can do a lot of work in two turns. So... 
you know, getting Jacob Fish full health protection, pretty easy. Dooku finishing full health or protection. If he's decent, I mean, it's not that difficult. And Especially with actually, that Zeta. Yeah, especially with the Zeta. He needs the Zeta for the protection recovery, for sure. But it's this is a good Iron Man squad, even in 5v5 sometimes. So um, using it in 3v3, I think, is a fantastic idea. It's pretty kick-ass. Highly recommended. All right, I can, All right. I'll can. i move on to another fairly obvious one, but that is Nest. Nest Undermans, right. Nest can solo in 5v5, Nest can solo in 3v3. Malik, Nest, two one-man squads that you can uh, solo pretty easily. Uh, yep. A few different teams there. For sure. So if they it's set them on defense and you see it, and you have these characters, you are in a good spot to make some extra banners. Yep. Are there, are there undermanned squad feats in 3vt? I can't remember. I think there are, but I'm not 100% sure. I, I can't remember if they're as bad as the 5v or long as the 5v5 ones because it's really hard to fill out those ones dude, in 3v3. Dude, I knocked those out in like the first Grand Arena. I use so many undermanned squads. Right, in 5v5. Do you do it in 3v3 though? No, not as much. That's but, why I'm wondering if there's if yeah. it requires as many as it yeah. does. Because it's funny in that way that because there's more defense teams in 3v3. So you'd think that that undermanned squad number would be the same or bigger, but it's harder in 3v3, which would mean to me that it should be lower. So I don't care. I can't remember right. what that feat actually is. Yeah, we'll see soon, I'm sure. Um, All right. So... This next team is a team that we actually both put on here. And there are a couple variations of it. Uh, one of them I'll talk about next. But Stormtrooper Han and Wampa? Forget about it. I mean, forget, yeah, about, forget it. about it. Yeah, it's just... And if... Uh, so, bonus. Bonus defense team. If you want to put Stormtrooper Han, Wampa, and Watt on a defensive team, go for it. <laughs> And let people have fun. Also, um, forget about it. Yeah, forget about it for sure. Uh, this is a great underman squad, just especially against. You want to make sure you use a team, use it against a team that doesn't have, you know, buff dispel or days really, because days can be frustrating unless you have your wampa modded for tenacity, which I do. Um, tenacity is yeah. very beneficial. Should on always. Him. If I were to tell you one thing about Wampa, tenacity is his best friend. Because yeah, when he is when he's uh countering is when he's at his best. For sure. Uh him not countering is very expensive in opportunity costs. So um yeah, you want him countering. Uh but yeah, the turnmere game from Stormtrooper Han's awesome, especially against like an old Republic team where they attack multiple times and don't do anything to Stormtrooper Han anyway. Uh, I think my Stormtrooper <laughs> Han's like relic four. But it's like Karth hits him and he never drops below 100% just, protection. Just tickles him. He's like, hey, yeah, buddy. Tickle, tickle, yeah. tickle. Uh, so much fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then Wampa just smashes everything. I, I may want to set that on defense because I want to see somebody deal with it. I would love um, to see how that goes. It's such a good offensive team, though, just because of banners. Yeah. Maybe not so much in 3v3, though, actually, because... This is I, I feel like this is probably more likely to get a defend than it is, you know, to be beneficial as an underman squad 
for a couple extra points. Um, I'm reconsidering this now. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. All right, what's what's your? Uh, we didn't say it had to be strategy? offense under Ram. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, um, my last <laughs> I. This one has worked for me in the past, RJT and BB-8. I've used this before, too. So if the team is in a spot where RJT is going to be going more often, and this will require you to look at mods on the other team, which, you know, is always beneficial either way. But if you've got an RJT that's far out speeding the other team, uh, her and BB-8 can literally smash. Yeah. Hell yeah, they can. They can do some serious work. No doubt about it. You had one more, right? I do. Um, Shout out to Forsu Arrow, who actually mentioned this one. Um, So, and this is actually a couple combinations you can use here. Uh, Thrawn and Wampa is another team that I like using. I even use it in uh, 5v5 a lot if I put Stormtrooper Han somewhere else, but... Um, the one that he mentioned was Thrawn and Darth Nihilus. Uh, Treya and Sion alone, um, like a lot of times whenever I fight Bugs, I don't even bring them in in 5v5. So if you're going against Bugs team, you can probably just use Treya and Sion anyway if you have them modded properly. And then you have Darth Nihilus left over, who you could put in this uh, with Thrawn. So Thrawn obviously has protection recovery. It's going to make Darth Nihilus go more Probably often. Use Treya and Sion uh, Darth Nihilus will eventually annihilate everybody. Yeah. So this is, I think this is a really, really good team. Um, you know, it's what it's a lock to, you know, you have an empty spot plus one character. It's for, almost for sure going to finish full protection and banners being thrown. Darth Nihilus. Maybe a little bit more questionable, but as far as finishing with full protection, he will finish full health, though. So, uh, yeah, it's a very solid team that can kill just about anything. Yep. I agree. Those, I, I love 3v3. I know some people actually absolutely hate it. I think it's super fun. As, it, it, I used that, to hate it. I've come around on it. Well, it, it just from the very beginning for me, it was it, it introduced a new type of theory crafting in the game. Everyone's so did. used to 5v5. No. Yep. It required you to think a little bit more about what you were losing and what you were keeping on the team and whether what you were losing was going to make the team bad or not. I mean, it's, it's just a lot of fun overall. I I cannot really disagree with you there. That is For true. everyone that hates it, it's it's it doesn't come around that often, so it's it's bearable. So, yeah. I, I used to hate it way more than I do now. It is actually pretty enjoyable now. So, um, yeah. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up for this episode. This episode went way longer than I expected. I thought it was going to be a short one because we didn't have yeah, a lot of topics. Too. But, hey, we are, if there's anything we know, me and you can talk for hours. Oh, yes, we can. About pretty much anything. So, yes, I will say this. We've already got over all the fun stuff. So uh, I want to say this. Thank you for listening. I hope that everyone out there is staying home and staying safe. And if you can't stay home like me and you've got to go to work, you're staying safe there as well. And I want to thank everybody out there for everything that they're doing during this, whether it is staying home or working to continue to keep the economy going and keeping people safe. 
and providing health care. I want to thank all of you for doing that as well. Going forward this week, continue to be safe, and we will be back again next week for episode 192 to help One you. One more thing I'd like to mention um, that I should have mentioned earlier and I totally forgot. What is Go it? sub on Twitch because next week we're going to pull all of our subs. Next Friday, pulling our sub count. Make sure you get your subs in this week. And we're going to give away some pretty snazzy uh, SOP stickers. Yeah. All right. And I think we're coming up on another blue giveaway, you know? And I've thought Ooh. about maybe giving away some shirts. There's a lot of, uh, there's going to be you know a lot of stuff need to coming do? up. So. You know what we need to do? What do we need to do? We need to do some bingo. Oh, bingo would be fun for sure. Yeah. Middle slot. Dan complains about content. <laughs> yeah all right the freebie <laughs> gotta give everybody the freebie right all right yep for sure thanks everybody for <laughs> listening and we will talk to you next week on episode 192 later